Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Beis. We're starting the top of the daf at the Mishnah. Today's shir is sponsored. B'schos the Rafua Shleima of Rafal David Ben Bracha. The Mishnah says, Hazark v'niskar merachas yatsum yaday. A person threw an object and remembered after it left his hand that he's not allowed to do so. Call to Acher. Then someone else caught the object. Call to Kalev. A dog caught it. A shenisafar or got burnt up. Potter, he's going to be Potter. Zark Lazar Chabur, he threw an object in order to inflict a wound. Ben Ba'adam, Ben Ba'behema, whether he was trying to do so for an animal or to a person. And he remembered that you're not going to inflict a wound on Shabbos. Putter, he's going to be putter. And the Mishnah says, Zaklal, here's a rule. Kol chayav echatois, anyone that's going to be chayav echatois. Einen chayav and they're not chayav, achetei tchilasan v'saifan shkaga, until the beginning and end of his act is b'shaygig. Tchilasan shkaga v'saifan zada, and tchilasan zada v'saifan shkaga. If the beginning is shaygig and the end is amazed, or vice versa, peturin, they're going to be putter, achetei tchilasan v'saifan shkaga, both the beginning and end has to be b'shaygig. The Gemara asks on the first case of the Mishnah, It implies that if the object rested and wasn't intercepted by a person, dog, or fire, the person would be chayv. The Gemara asks, But he remembered in the middle that what he was doing is improper, and that's considered amazed. And then the Mishnah says, Both the beginning and the end have to be b'shaygeg. So the Gemara attempts its first answer, The safe of our Mishnah, this klal, is asan lachta umisna, is telling us about a lachta, a clamp, umisna, and a rope. This clamp was attached to the rope. He threw the clamp while still holding onto the rope. And over there, since he's able to pull the clamp back to himself at any point in time by jerking the rope, therefore the beginning and end has to be a shagig. But in the first case in the Mishnah, where he threw an object and it completely left his hand, even though he remembered mid-flight, since there's nothing that he can do about it, it's still considered that the entire thing was a shagig. The Gemara says, hold on. This case of a clamp and a rope, it's still in his hand. And even if he was beshagig through the entire way through, it's not considered like the object ever left his hand because he's still holding on to the rope. So the Gemara says, no, he threw the clamp not to throw it, but in order to inflict a wound onto someone. So in terms of making a chabura, it's considered like one act. It's not considered like he can take it back to himself and therefore he would have to be beshagig both at the beginning and the end. The Gemara says, that also our Mishnah taught us that halacha. This was the second case of the Mishnah. A person threw an item in order to inflict a wound. Before the wound happened, Potter, he's going to be Potter. So why would the Seif of our Mishnah teach us the same halacha that the middle case of the Mishnah is teaching us? El Amarav says, B'mavir. It's talking about a case where he's carrying an object for Amis, so he has to be a shaygeg both at the beginning of the four Amis and at the end of the four Amis. The Gemara asks, When we said in the Mishnah, that was going on the previous cases in the Mishnah, they were talking about throwing. And it doesn't make sense to teach us a rule about something that our Mishnah is not talking about. Our Mishnah is talking about Zrika. You don't start telling me a halacha about Mavir. El Amarava, Rava says, You're right. Tarti Katani, we're actually learning two things in our Mishnah. A person threw an object and he remembered that he's not allowed to do so after he already left his hand. Inami, or Lainizkar, he didn't remember that he's not allowed to do this, but Vikalta Acher, someone else caught it, I called a kel, a dog caught it, I shinisfa, or got burnt up, Pater, then he's gonna be Pater. Ravashi Yom Ravashi says, Chisuri Mechzra, we're missing something in our mission of Ahachiktani, and this is the proper way to read it. Hazarek Veniskar Meachashiatsum Yade, a person threw an object, and he remembered he's not allowed to do so after it left his hand, called to Acher, and then another person caught it, I called to Kalav, or a dog did, I shinisfa, or got burnt up, Pater, he's gonna be Pater, but Hanacha, if it rested, Chayv, he's gonna be Chayv. When is that said? If he once again forgot that what he did is not allowed, so he's considered a shaygeg. If he retained his new knowledge that what he's doing is actually wrong, putter, he's going to be putter. Why? This is the end of the Mishnah. Anyone that's going to be chayavachatos has to be shaygeg in the beginning and the end of his act. But over here, since he remembered midway through, he's going to be putter because considered seifan zadain.
The Gemara continues analyzing the Mishnah. A person has to be b'shoigig both at the beginning and the end in order to be chayvachatos. The Gemara says, Itmar, shteamas b'shoigig, shteamas b'mezid, shteamas b'shoigig. The first two amos that he transferred this object were b'shoigig, the next two were b'mezid, and the last two were b'shoigig. Rabba Amar Potter and Rabba Amar Chayv. Rabba Amar Potter, afil Rabba Gamliel, even according to Rabba Gamliel, the Amar, ain yadil lechatzi shir, that we don't say there's something called a yadiyah for half of a shir. Hasam Hudachi Kagamar Shira Bashagig Kagamar. Over there, when he's completing the shear, he's doing it Bashagig. Avalhacha, but over here, the Bemazid, when he's completing a Bemazid, Loi, even Ramagamliel would not say that there's Enyadil Khachi Shir. There's Machlik between Ramagamliel and the Chachamim in terms of Ksiva regarding writing. We know a person has to write two letters minimum in order to be Chayev. What about if a person wrote one letter and then he was notified that what he did was Usr and then once again he wrote another letter? So now he finally completed the shear. According to Ramagamliel, the fact that he was notified after writing Chatsi Shir, one letter, that's not considered a Yediyah. It's not considered like he was notified of doing anything wrong because he didn't do anything wrong. Therefore, when he wrote the second letter, once again, B'Shaigeg, we combine those two letters, combine those two Shaigegs, and he's Chayev. And the Gemara clarifies the only reason why he says over there is because when he completed the shear, he wrote the second letter, he was once again b'shaigeg, so we can consider it as if he did a full malacha. But over here, when he did the first two ames b'shaigeg, and then he was notified about it, and then the next two ames that he completed were b'mezid, so he completed the shear b'mezid. So we're not going to apply and he would be chayev. But now we just have to clarify exactly what type of transfer we're talking about. Ubemai, what did he do? Ibezoyrek, if he threw this item, so shaygegu, the entire act is b'shaygeg, even though he remembered between Amos 2 and 4 that he's not allowed to do what he did, since the item left his hand already, there's nothing he could do about it, the entire act is shaygeg, and he would be putter. Ella must be b'mavir, that he was carrying this object, and since he has the ability to stop and not carry it any further, but he did so anyway, b'mezid, halfway through, he's going to be putter. But Rava Amar Chayev. Rav says that he's Chayev. Afil Rabban even quoted Rabban in the Amri Yesh Yediel Chatsi Shir that if a person had a idea even after performing only half of a Malacha that's considered a idea and we will not combine the two halves of Malacha Hasam Hu the that's only because it's Biyadi to stop it. He's able to prevent himself from doing the Malacha further. He doesn't have to write that second letter. Avalacha but over here the ain Biyadi Loi it's not possible for him to stop doing the Malacha Ubemai. So what type of transfer are we talking about? Ibn Mavir if we're talking about the person's carrying through the Rishasarabim Harabi it is within his power to stop doing the malacha. He just doesn't have to continue walking. al it must be that according to Rava, he was Zayrik, he threw the object, and therefore it's out of his control to pull this object back, and that's why he would be Chayev. Gemara says Amarava, Zark Venocha Befia Kelva, Befia Kelshan, a person threw an object and arrested in a dog's mouth or in a furnace, Chayv, he's going to be Chayv. But we ask, our Mishnah told us, Kal Ta'acher, I Kal Ta'akelv, I Shanisrafa, if someone else caught it or a dog caught it or it was burnt up, Potter, he's going to be Potter. The Gemara answers, no. Hasam, in the case of our Mishnah, Deloy Mechavin, he doesn't have Kavana for it to be caught by those things. They intercepted his throw, so he's going to be Potter. Hach over here, Dekam Mechavin, he had intent for it to go to the dog's mouth. He's playing catch with his dog, then he's going to be Chayv. Now, even though his dog's mouth is not considered a makim chashiv, it's not four by four tvachim, since he had intent for it to land there, it's considered a makim chashiv and he's chayv. How do we know this? Amr of Afananim Tanino, we also learned this. Yeshachilachilachas, a person could eat one eating, meaning eat one kezais, v'chayvala dalat chatois, v'asham echad, v'chayv four separate chatois and one asham. Hatame, the fellow's tame, sha'achal chaylev, yeet chaylev, who nicer, it's also nicer. Every carbon has a lifespan of either one day or two days, and afterwards you're not allowed to eat it. If you eat it past, then it's called eating nicer. Minamukd 
Kedushin, it's a Kudshim, and therefore you're not, he's not allowed to eat it anyway because it's for the Beis Hamikdash and not for him. Biyame Kippurim, he ate Anyam Kippur. So the four Chatois Yitzchayev is one for Chalev, one for Nicer, one for eating Anyam Kippur, and one because he's Tomei and he ate Kudshim. And the Asham that he's Chayev is an Asham Me'ilais because even if he was a Kayin, since he was eating something that was Kudshim, he's not allowed to eat it. It's Asham Me'ilais. And Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, Af im Haisa Shabbos, even if it was Shabbos, Vaitzir Befev, and he carried out in his mouth while he was eating it, Chayev, he's going to be Chayev. Now the Gemara says, Amrulai, they told him, the Chacham said to Rav Meir, that doesn't fall under the same name. We're talking about a person chayv five in one for eating, and this has nothing to do with eating, this has to do with haitzah. So he's chayv for that, but that doesn't fit with our five in one deal over here. And now the Gemara analyzes, hold on one second, Vamai, why would a person be chayv anyway for carrying out something in his mouth? It's not a normal way to carry out on Shabbos. We say, Ella, Kivan to come chavin, since he had intent to carry it out in his mouth. His thought process now makes his mouth an important place, and even though it's less than four by four, it nonetheless is going to be considered chashev, and he's going to be chayv. Hachanami, so to here, when he throws an object to his dog, and he wants it to go into his dog's mouth, since he has intent to go there, his thought process now has made it into a chashev place, and therefore he's going to be chayv for throwing it into his dog's mouth. We should be zeichet to finish Maseches Shabbos, and all of Shas together. And we start Kuf Bezo and Bezo at the top of the brand new parak. Habayna kami even if a person builds, how much does he have to build in order to be chayv? Habayna kalshu, person builds even the slightest amount, he's going to be chayv. Hamasates, a person smooths out or rounds out a stone to prepare it for building. Vamakavapatesh, person does the final hammer blow to chisel a rock out of the mountain. Uvimatzad, where he strikes the final blow with an iron hammer while working with iron. Hakadeh kalshu, a person does even the smallest amount of drilling. Chayv, he's going to be chayv. Zakal, this is the rule. Kolaisa malacha, a person does a malacha, umalachtamis and his malacha is going to stay, it's going to last. B'Shabbos, he does so on Shabbos, Chayv is Chayv. Rabbi Shem Gamliel, he says, Even if a person hits a hammer on an anvil, B'Shatz Malacha, while he's doing work, Chayv is going to be Chayv. M'nei Shukim Atakin Malacha, because it's like he's improving his work. When working with iron, the blacksmith will take his hammer and smash it on an anvil, which is the smooth steel plate. This helps him improve his work, and the Gemara is going to explain this at greater length. The Gemara asks, What exactly is a smallest bit of building fit for? A poor person is going to dig a hole in his house in order to hide his little coins inside. Digging inside of a house is considered baina and not chayresh. Chayresh is only when you dig outside. And the kavasaga by Mishkan. Similarly, by the Mishkan, we see a small hole being dug. The people that would sew the curtains for the Mishkan would dig a little hole in order to hide their needle in it. Abayah Rabbi says that can't be. Since the needle is going to rust by being in the ground, they're not going to do so. A poor person will make a small tripod in order to put his small little pot on it. Poor people don't have large pots, they have very small pots, so this small little tripod is going to be something a poor person is going to make. Similarly, by the Mishkan, those that were making the dyes in order to dye the curtains, they're missing some dye, they didn't have enough. They would make this small little tripod in order to put a small pot on it to make just a little bit of dye. He says, There isn't poverty in a place of wealth. The Mishkan was a place of wealth, and they always had more than enough than what they needed. They never were lacking at all. So, Elohim must be shaken. Balabayas who has a 
hole in his house, and he closes it up, the Kavasaga by Mishkan, similarly by Mishkan, she can carry Shinafal by Darna, one of the beams of the Mishkan, that a worm fell into it and bored a hole, we're going to pour some lead into it and close it up. So we see this tiny little bit of binyan exists by the Mishkan. Amr Shmuel Shmuel says, Some of the positions a stone in the ground, he makes a place in the ground for it, he puts the dirt around it and packs it nice and tight. Chayv is going to be chayv, even though he didn't pour any cement. The Gemara asks, Meisve, if someone put the stone and then another person placed the cement, the one that placed the cement, he's going to be chayv. So we see that you have to put cement in order to be chayv. Placing a stone without cement is not going to be mechayv you. The Gemara says, hold on, according to you, let's say the sefer this b'raisa. Even if you take a stone and place it on top of the row of all the other stones without doing anything without placing it in the dirt and packing dirt around it, without putting cement on it, chayv, your chayv. So it seems like there's a three-way contradiction. In which manner is a person going to be chayv for placing a stone? Ela tlasa binyani havu, there's three stages in building a wall. Tasa the bottom, mitziah the middle, ve'ilah on the top. Tasa the bottom, bait sedudei va'afra. It needs placement of the stone and earth tightly packed around it so it doesn't move. Mitziah, the middle part of the wall, by namitina also needs cement so the bricks or stones don't move. Eli, but the uppermost part of the wall, ba'anacha ba'alma, that simply could be placed even though it doesn't have any dirt packing it in tight and even though it doesn't have any cement. So these are the three stages and there's no contradiction. Gemara explains the Mishnah Misases. The Gemara asks, Misases, Mishom Mai Mechaev, why exactly is a person Chaev from Misases? Rav Amar Mishom Baina, he's building. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, Mishom Makavapatish, it's the final hammer blow. Now that he completed the stone, it's Makavapatish. What about Ha'isanek of Belushal Tarnagayim? A person makes a hole in a chicken coop. We're talking about a wooden chicken coop, and because of the fumes of the chickens and their excrement, there has to be some sort of little exhaust hole that has to be made. Rav Amar Mishom Baina, that's building. Shmuel Amar Mishom Makavapatish, that's the final hammer blow, so to speak, of making the chicken coop. What about Ail Shufsobik? Kupina Demara. He places a peg in the cavity of a garden hoe. We have the metal implement on the bottom that's meant for digging, and then you have the handle on top that's inserted into the digging implement, and the way to keep it in there is by placing a peg in so it doesn't move. What about if a person did that on Shabbos? Rav Amar Mishum he's building this garden hoe. Ushmul Amar Mishum Makapatesh, it's Makapatesh, he's completing it. Utsricha, we need all three cases. Diashmini and Kamaisa, if we said only the first case, which was smoothing out the stones, Bahika Amar Rav, Rav says over there that it's building Mishum to Derech Binyan Bekach. That's a normal way to build. We're talking about stones. Aval Oysa Nekav he makes a hole in this chicken coop. Then Derech Binyan Bekach, that's not a normal way to build. You don't make holes in your building. Maybe he would agree to Shmuel that it's Makavapatish. And if we mention the second case with the chicken coop, maybe Rav would say it's Baina because it's actually comparable to Binyan somewhat. A person will make a hole in his building for air. He wants to let in air, otherwise known as a window. But placing this peg inside the garden hoe, there's no such a thing like this in building. Maybe he would agree to Shmuel that it's Makavapatish and not building. And if we only said the last case, maybe over there says it's because it's nothing to do with Binyan. But the first two, maybe Shmuel would agree to Rav that it's Baina and not Makavapatish. That's why we need all three cases. Why is a person chayev from Asases? So here, Rabbi Yechonon provided him with visual aid. He showed him with his hands. Rabbi Yechonon took one hand, opened it up. The other hand he made into a fist and punched his fist into his hand, which is like Makapatish, the final hammer blow. The Gemara asks, hold on, our Mishnah separated it into two separate things, Masases and Makapatish. The Gemara says, 
someone that is misates to a stone, that is a chiyuv of makav patish. The Gemara continues, Tashma, kufkem lo alpha on the top, hakodech kol shu A person bores even the smallest hole, he's going to be chayv. Now there's a difference between kodech and noikev. Kodech is when you make a hole and you want to put something into that hole. Noikev is you make a hole and you leave it open. So the Gemara says, Bishlam will rav, I understand according to rav that a person's chayv for bayna in this case, mechzi kamanda chorchor libinyano. It looks like you're making a hole for the building and even though eventually you're going to fill it up with something and right now you haven't, nonetheless it's still considered binyan. El Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, that you would be chayv for makavapatish, which means it's the final hammer blow. It's the gemar malacha, lav gemar malachu. This is not a gemar malacha because he hasn't filled the hole up yet. So how can you be chayv for making a hole but not putting anything in it? Gemara says, Hachamai Skin must be talking about the baze baramtsa de parzala. You pierced the wall with a long iron nail, veshavke begave, and you left the nail there, dahainu gemar malacha. That's a gemar malacha. So you're making a hole in the wall and you're chayv for gemar malacha over there. You want to use it as a hook or something like that so you could still be chayv for Makavapatish. Everyone should have a wonderful day.